Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Wow. Um, I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the podcast before or not. Um, I had this idea. I had this idea about um, performance art, street, you know, street performers who have karaoke going on. And they're just inviting anybody up there to sing along. Maybe you could have like one of those disinfected wipes or something on the microphone. All right, uh, we've arrived at the stop. I gotta figure out how to get out of here. More on this later. This idea just struck me. Um, Sometimes I'll put on a jacket expecting, let's say, my podcast microphone or, um, you know, what have you, pack of gum. So I'll put on a jacket expecting what I usually carry with me to be in there. And so, you know, sometimes, so sometimes I wear a different jacket. And uh, then I find different things in those pockets. However, I thought about this idea of how interesting that would be. Is uh, you, you could put it into a movie. That'd be cool if it was in a movie, some kind of series. Um, something where basically the person puts stuff into the jacket pocket of the one jacket. And then, bam, later on in the movie, they're wearing a different jacket. But then they go in their pocket and there's a thing that... They put it in the other jacket pocket. So the idea, you get the idea that maybe they're quantum pockets or something. It transfers over from one, one, one jacket to the other. That could be possible. And if that's the case, then what if, let's say, for instance, in the movie, what if, they do, what if, what if it's like that with all their clothes, their pants even, their shirts, you know, if they're wearing a shirt pocket. So... I'm just jamming on the what if here. Let's say at some point in the movie, the guy has a girlfriend. She sleeps over for whatever reason. Maybe she spills something on her pants. She's got to wear some of his pants. And maybe there's something that happens in the movie where, um, I don't know, maybe she gets kidnapped or something. And then he's got to pass her something through the pocket, through the jean pocket. Um, or maybe she borrows his jacket. So he, you know, just puts it right into the pocket. Maybe it's a taser gun. Maybe it's like, you know, I don't know what it would be, but maybe he puts something into his pocket and then wherever she's at, then she just pulls it right out of there and, and, and has, you know, this thing that, that she needs. So, yeah, that just popped in my brain. I thought, man, that would be astounding to be able to have something that um, something that utilizes that technique it could be science fiction-ish however it's not necessarily imperative that it's named that genre kind of like the movie Jesus' Son where there's part in the movie where he reaches his hand through the window 
and uh, he reaches his hand through the window. And you never know whether that's in his brain or that actually happens. It's just so, so cool. I love that kind of aspect where you're not going into the movie expecting it to be a sci-fi, and then something happens, a little couple little things happen that lead you to believe, oh, there's some awesome uh, supernaturality happening here. Well, I just got off the phone with Katie Bright, an old friend of mine. Uh, she works for CAA. Uh, her husband is going to be performing on the 20th, and she wants me to come out and uh, perform some of my original songs, which is just awesome and, ex- is a- and exciting. So that's going to be happening February 20th at this place in Koreatown. Now, this is the crazy thing. I have silver aviator glasses. Um, and... It's crazy because I, I I put them on um, I put them on and I go fishing in my jacket for I don't know what it was or no my backpack for something I don't know what it was I was trying to get something and um, in there I end up finding more silver aviator glasses and I'm trying to I'm curious how the heck this happened. This is the second type of thing like this that this has happened to me. Second second time. The first time was probably, I don't know, eight months ago. More than that. More than that. Probably uh, over a year ago. Uh, I happened to, oh, interesting. I happened to find Ray-Bans at a uh, 311 show. Now, mind you, this was before I was even in Yachtly Crew and before uh, Yachtly Crew was asked to play at 311. So I was at a... I was at a show, 311 happened to be playing. Oh, and that's where Young the Giant was playing. That's where I first saw them. And that, whoa, what an experience that is. Such a positive vibe. So, I found these Ray-Bans. I'd never had Ray-Bans before, and so I'd wear these every once in a while. And all of a sudden, somehow, I end up getting a second thing of Ray-Bans. And it was just like confusing me. It was such a crazy, interesting thing because I'd never had Ray-Bans before in my life. Now, all of a sudden, then I, I had two Ray-Bans, but once I got the second Ray-Ban, the first Ray-Ban, I don't know what happened to it. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was something like that. I think the first one, maybe I lost or I misplaced or something, and then I found the next ones, which I thought, oh, I maybe I... And then I thought, oh, I found my Ray-Bans again. But that, but it turns out that it wasn't those Ray-Bans. It was different Ray-Bans. It's just a huge, crazy conundrum. Anyway, this situation reminds me exactly of that. I think I, I hear this a lot from parents. Like, in the parenting community, because you see your kids, like, at you know that are that are that have TVs around them and iPads and phones and you're on your phone and your kid sees you on your phone and they want to be on a device too because they see yeah. their parents on it and yeah. it's just constant. Like I think there's going to be I can see there being a cultural and like ethical backlash where people yearn for that that uh, Amish lifestyle where they're like you know because yeah because you were just saying to me how those those communities can be do you see how those communities can be so tight knit well. Families are growing. I mean, I don't know. This is my theory. Take it yeah. as take it or leave it, however you want. But 
I see it happening where families are drifting apart within their own house. Like everybody's together in the same house, but nobody's like everybody's got their heads in their screens and on their in front of the TV or you know, like I mean I, I enjoy relaxing and watching TV with my kids too and I used to do it with my dad and it was a fun you know, I have fun bonding memories for that. But I like the ones I cherish the most are ones where we're like in the woods hiking or outdoors at the beach or playing ball at the at the park, like interacting like personally one-on-one like yeah um, so I don't know I think people might I don't know I could see there be a faction of of American culture or Western culture that would be like that would have a desire for that and want to start a movement where like I mean the Amish have been doing it for you know centuries or however long um, and I could see there being like it to me I could see there being like a, a, a yearning for that people like a new like movements where people like I don't know they'll call themselves the 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 anti I don't know not anti because that sounds too negative but but the pure lifers yeah the purity life or like where you know where you abstain people already do it they abstain they have their fasting from technological devices or you know to even more simplify it Facebook fasting or social media fasting where they will check their social media or whatever. But like you see people seeing the effects of electronics and technology where it has all of these negative impacts and, and, and you see like you need to like take a deep breath of fresh air from all of that. Like it, like to me, it feels, I see myself because my day job, I'm at the computer all day, I have electronics, like there's this like people always being able to get a hold of you or needing yeah. you to reply to their emails or their texts or their whatever social media posts like you have to have this presence technologically it's like always always pulling at you and it seems like it seems suffocating and claustrophobic like i just want to go out i want to go out to the mountains and go on a a backpacking trip and get away from it all it's that closeness to nature yeah that is really such a huge deal and you know with that we're so lucky we live on the west coast like close to the ocean blue skies and you can go outside like even during these cold months, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Stony. No. But even during these cold months, the sun goes down. I get home from work with my kids at 4:30, and I want to go out and play with them. And the sun goes down at like 5:30. You only get a good 45 minutes an hour before it gets dark and cold. Those poor people that have that like six months out of the year, you know, like where it's snowing and they can't go outside at all because yeah. it's so cold. Like we're so lucky to live where we live, where you know, we're at, like it's Saturday and we're at the beach right now, and it's like 80 degrees in January. We're so lucky. We're so lucky. Anyways, yeah. We are I always feel, maybe it's because how my dad brought me up. I've always felt like a yearning to be close to nature. Like I feel the creator. Like like I feel like at the core of my spirit, I feel revived when I'm, I'm, I'm out with, the, with nature, breathing fresh air and seeing mm-hmm. the trees blow in the wind, the wind on my face dirt under my feet crunching rocks i feel it's the purest form of communion it's yeah you're you're, doing that with another person yeah and (laughs) so so we're you know it's it's the earth is known as a living it's it's a living creature right it's living yeah and um it's just letting us it's it's just it's just allowing us to stay here (laughs) yeah we're like sustaining life for us and yeah and I don't know if we're doing what we can to give back to the earth or make sure it is able to sustain our life. But, you know, like you hear 
and you, that's another thing you constantly hear in the news, the 24-hour news cycle about how our Earth is destined for doom. We're doomed, and our Earth is falling apart, and we're killing it. Yeah, the more of a, more, more popular, the more the populace watches the news and yeah. and allows those to be the the mantras that go on their brains day in day out. That becomes their conversation. That's the food they're eating. And then that's the output that's coming out of them. So it, it's like they're just perpetuating and perpetuating it. And for those of us who, you know, realize and, and, and implement the ideas of manifestation of reality and, and, and the idea that each of us is, is our own, you know, sort of creator of our particular reality thing, um, what happens then is that, like, this reality is happening for each of us because of the information that we're precipitating in this this little ecosystem. Yeah. It's like there's a ball around you and that's your little ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. And then what are you putting into that ecosystem and what's coming out of that ecosystem? Yeah. What what language is coming in or what food is coming in and then what language is going out because that's all going to keep echoing and in And that affects river. somebody else's uh, uh, biosphere yes. or, or ecosystem. Yes. And so imagine if I all always those people... Feel that, I always feel so... Like uh, inspired to, to I don't know, and and so like creatively uh, inspired and okay to be myself when I hang out with you, Stony. Oh, you're always Thank like you're you. encouraging to be, like. I remember when um, it must have been a year ago at Discovery or something, and you and we had a conversation about just um, no structure. Like music improvising, like oh yeah, uh, playing playing music without any boundaries or something, just whatever. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you encouraged me to like make these sounds on my instrument. Oh yeah, that, that have like you just said, do whatever you want, like, um, and and they sent you a few clips and you use them in your in yeah. your uh, podcast. And I mean that's just a, a small example, but whenever I hang out with you, you're always so. Uh, like reviving and encouraging that way with creativity and, um, and personally and in life. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. You're such a positive force. In, uh, a positive force for for just kindness and, and mutual respect and mutual creativity and, and uh, yeah, I, 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 and everything that you do all the time. Man, thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, thank you. Keep, I, do, keep doing what you're doing. It's uh this world needs more of Stony Shores. Oh gosh, man! I just love seeing people getting a kick out of what they're doing, and I love, I love seeing people in their elements where they're not feeling apologetic, not feeling the need to uh, 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 compare themselves, not feeling the need to be be the top dog, the king of the hill. Um, just, <laughs> just, just fully enthralled with you know, and just as surprised about the information coming out of them. As anyone yeah. else who's outside of that listening yeah. to it. And it's like, oh, you know, like, oh, I love that. I love that. You know, and, it, and it's funny because, like, the, the revelation struck me was that when we go to when we go to see um, concerts, for instance, I think that's why live music can really get you or a play can really, oof, affect the audience in major ways. When we go to, the, when we go to see a play... What we're really subconsciously, I think, what we're really hoping, or when we go see a, a, a band, or we're secretly hoping, is that they are just going to be in their best element and be the best that they can be. That they are just going to get so lost in their music because the more that they are lost in the, the, the and and allowing it to be channeled through them, what's so crazy is now they've 
the performer has stepped out of the way of the inspiration, and they're just going, "Okay, all right, I'm 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 the pencil that you're moving along on the paper. Right. Take me along, take me along." And then, what's so beautiful because they are so they are diving so deep into that, and, and their fingers on the pulse of that electricity. And, 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 and then they're, and they're not standing in the way. What's great is they're now becoming a conduit for us to experience that raw authenticity of what they themselves are feeling. It's it's the different, it's, you know, you can't get a clear, um, there's this analogy that I thought of where it's like a needle on a record and you, but you, that needle's got to be in the groove and it's why, and, and, and in order to be in that groove, it's got to be flexible so it can feel the waves. It's got to be willing to, to bend and move how really, that groove that's is. Really it's really, uh, interesting. And then that's the only way we're going to be able to hear that music uncorrupted, uncorrupted. Um, it's funny, the groove is the groove. It's it's just it's just being what it is. The needle is just going with whatever. Okay, they're making an agreement there. <laughs> they're going, okay, we're going to do this. And um, and then, whoop, and then all of a sudden, the, the ear on, on the um, gramophone has to be uncorrupted, too. It's got to be unclogged. So then, bam, now we even get... Because if that's clogged, then we're not getting that pure sound. So it's like, it's so crazy. It goes all the way down. It goes all the way down. And then, and then now, the ear that hears that has got to be uncorrupted, unclogged, to be able to hear it, you know, because it's always going to be one step removed. So... I think what's so great is when we go to see, for instance, like Cirque du Soleil, um, and we're, we're like, oh my gosh, how can they be so awesome at what they're doing? It's because they're they're not overthinking it. They're not trying to be the cool guy. They're not letting their egos overtake them because then what happens? Then you squinch up and you become this, this you're not you're not flexible, you're not mo- motionable. And you gotta be motionable and flexible in order for um, everybody else to, I think, really, truly feel that and experience that, because you're, let's see, what is that like, what is that like with um, karate, you know, they practice, 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 and then it just becomes part of their body, because, you know, they're, if they're thinking about what they're doing, then they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, they're, what you're supposed to be doing is just letting the spirit kind of overtake you in that moment, like you with your saxophone, yeah? You've, you've, you know, you rehearse, you rehearse, you got all these things you're yeah. thinking about. But then, at some point, uh, you're just letting it flow through you, and it's doing what it wants to do, and you're overtaking it. I mean, sometimes you're inspired in that moment to do something that there's no way that you could have um, previously thought about or or um, had foresight to do. It happened and improvised in that moment. And it's, oh, it's beautiful, and it's so cool. <laughs> It's it's so exciting. It's so exciting. And so, yeah, the more that I can pull that out of people is like the more that I just get such satisfaction. Because um, in the in, on the other side, otherwise, I, I get cringy and I start feeling embarrassed for a person if they can't get out of the way of themselves. Yeah. And just because I'm like, oh gosh, I feel I oof. If only I could just dive into your soul right now and help untie whatever that thing is. <laughs> so, so that, so you know, that just pure authenticity can just shine through. That's right. What I are we looking for? There, there might be a paper clip in my my love box or something. You know, to put my tie my papers together. Yes, yes, yes. That's all right. I'll just let my papers You're be loose here. Yeah, you do experience any of that at uh, at the uh, the Tuesdays uh, at 
What's it called? Sunspace? Oh, unusual Tuesdays. Um, sometimes I people do. People get up um, there and people like put themselves out on a out on a limb or not on a limb, but like out in the limelight and are just not obviously not prepared for that moment and then just flop. Well, I see. And that's the funny thing. That's so funny is that I think the flop comes from the person not trusting in in the the information that they got and not letting it come through. And I've seen it on a couple of occasions, particularly if there are comedians who are used to playing in a certain kind of venue or a certain kind of behavior mindset. Um, uh, I, I've seen some people who you could tell they're 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 they're, they're getting in the way of themselves. Um, and then there are those times where there's just, just completely unapologetic commitment, and and the more commitment to it is, ooh, it, that's, and that I mean that's why we like watching good movies. That's what makes the good actors, oh, the yeah. good actor who's so committed to what he's doing, yeah. and uh, he's not, because otherwise you can tell if someone's watching themselves and what yes. kind of reaction that they might have made on, on something. But if they're just in it and they're true to that thing, oh. It's like, whoa, I want to go on the journey here. You want to experience that more. It's yeah. like addicting. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And that's why I'm so excited about reading this book right now called Ensemble, which is this book about all about Chicago theater, and I've talked about it on the podcast. Oh, wow. Is that, um, it's so cool. A lot of my theater teachers from Columbia College are quoted in this book. What? Yeah. It's so astounding. And a lot of my theater teachers uh, uh, had been very active in the theater scene out there and I remember seeing some of them in plays and it was just the coolest thing to see them practicing what they're preaching being committed to their characters you know showing us as, as an example of like look this is what kind of what I'm trying to get get at you know with you guys I'm trying to I'm trying to let, let you let loose with here and um, it's like man it, it, it's so cool to read what's going on with this ensemble theater there was no competition between any of these theaters it was the coolest thing they, they were just excited to have other theaters in town and they would some of them would leave this place to go work at that place and some of these people would trade these these character these uh, actors with these actors and man I just loved it it was it, it's so so cool to be reading this I'm reading about about Jim a lot about Jim Belushi actually oh really Jim Belushi went to the same um, um, junior uh, junior college or whatever you call it a community college that I did called College DuPage and that's the same um, that's the same one that his brother John Belushi, both of them went there. And Jim Belushi, it's funny, I ended up finding out that he had formed his own improv group so when he was when he was going to Jim Belushi? Yeah, Jim Belushi. Um, had formed a couple of improv groups when he was going to College DuPage, and so did I. College and, DuPage. Oh my that? it's uh just uh, it's like a community college, but it's it's like you know, like like what is it? Uh, I mean I don't know, do you know about Valley? What is it called? Valley uh, I don't know, there's some have you ever been to you know, a community college? It's like a, it's like a halfway bridge between a high school and then like a university oh, or yeah, a. Park College. Okay, there you go. There you go. So it's like, and so you can you can get, you know, it's a good idea to if you find yourself that you want to move on to a larger college. This is what was so exciting to me. I always I always knew that I wanted to go to Columbia College ever since I was a little kid. That was the only college I ever was going to go to, and that was it. I had no other college in mind. And wouldn't you know? years down the line it ends up turning turn out to be one of these colleges that you didn't need an SAT for or oh. that you didn't need an ACT so I never took either one of those in high school and because uh, I knew I'm going to Columbia College I don't need to here we go and so it was so crazy because 
I, I, the revelation struck me where, ooh, what if I take all my general studies at community college? Because it's going to be much less money. Right. I take all the general studies, get all the stuff out of the way that I don't want to do first, and then when I go off to Columbia College, all I have to do is just take drawing classes and acting classes. I don't have to take any other thing that I don't want to do. It's just going to I'm going to do it on my own terms. And, uh, oh, it felt so good. So while I was at, at uh, College DuPage, it was just the coolest thing because... Um, um, that's that's where I was in a lot of plays, and, um, and it just I just love the fact that um, oh yeah, Belushi went up there. I mean, when I when I was reading that, that and I saw that, that's what I use multi-purpose. Before. I straightened one of those out before, and it worked great. Um, let's see. So he. Knowing that he, you know, went there, I mean, it's just so, so cool to me. So I'm learning about all the, all this stuff that these guys were doing and the, the, the waves that they had made. Because up until that point, basically only New York was viewed as a well-respected theater town. And, uh, but man, once they got the ball rolling, it really got rocking and rolling. They're talking a lot about Second City in there and... Ensemble is, is is if everyone were to take an improv class or let's say jazz, because jazz is improv, and yeah. you got to be really in tune with your fellow players to go. All right, you know what? It's saxophone's time in the limelight right now. Oh, it's uh, now it's time for the drums to do this thing. And oh, it's now time to poke that out so I can. Now it's time, you know, for the. Uh, whatever cellist to do their little thumpity thump and you know and then you just feel each other out you just you get this idea that you're uh, sort of an or the same organism and all egos are aside it's just pure pureness and I love it it's just it's such a good vibe it's such an addictive vibe and um, yeah dopamine you want to experience it again and again and again yeah knowing what that true harmony is that satisfaction satisfaction of being everybody being in their element and oh you're doing it for me thank you and like yeah, just get that being in there as far as you can uh just just being what they are man it's 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 so cool when everybody realizes everybody's strengths and and just uh 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 encourages it more and more and more go okay further with that farther with that where else can this evolve let's go let's go let's do this together and oh man it's just so satisfying. Alright, here, here we go. Alright. Oh, man. Oh, man. Inspirato Projector Radio wants you to know that Man Behind the Machine was censored again today on the Unix group on Facebook. The Unix for vintage IBM and Sun users. The uh, Windows 7 post they disabled the comments on. They disabled the comments on the new post about Windows 7. As you know, Windows 7 uh, expired this week. It essentially died off. Microsoft will not do any updates. Anyways, Unix... 
they turn to common sauce. So another example of censorship on Facebook. Stay tuned. Keep up with our progress. We might be off there. Who knows what kind of other censorship's going to happen? What are your thoughts? 313-MAN-0231. 313-MAN-0231. Or leave a message here. Love you guys. Wowzers, man behind the machine with yet another extraordinary finding of censorship. As far as I know, man behind the behind the machine, there there is there's not anything offensive from what you're putting out there. You're an investigator like the rest of us, and you're getting people curious about what you're investigating. So uh what I'm curious about is what comment did you leave that that got censored? How about that? I need to hear that. Then I can make a better assessment. Uh, did they turn off comments just for you? Did they turn them off for everybody? Sometimes people do that. They just turn off comments for everybody. It's, it's uh, very similar to putting our earbuds or headphones on and walking through the populace. You're carving your own reality. You're creating your own experience. You're creating your own soundtrack and not having to listen to anybody arguing, complaining, blah, 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 blah. A lot of folks folks view uh, complaining and whatnot, uh, complaining and all that jazz about stuff that, that, that doesn't relate to them as something they don't want to hear. Uh, I think this is why I think it's just remarkable. I love that uh, things like on Facebook, anywhere, anywhere, um, I have sort of a different approach or, a, or a, an, an extra approach. I'll just say an additional approach to the idea of, 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 uh, of uh, closing off the comments. I think uh, what's happening here is with this ability for us to customize our feeds, customize our information that's coming through to us, we it's a psychological uh it's a psychological it's what i'm thinking of representation symbolic representation of kind of how just life as we know it is the idea that we are carving our own realities you know it it now becomes this it becomes this analogy for um for you know, it's, 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 what is it? As things get infinitely smaller, they also get infinitely bigger. It goes, it grows in both directions, in all directions. So if, if, if this is something that we can do right now, we can, in a sense, I don't want to, I mean, I guess I'll say censor since we're talking about censorship. Censoring and or turning off, tuning out, like noise canceling headphones, the things that we don't feel serve us, I do that. I don't watch the news. I don't uh, get involved with politics. I don't, any of that stuff where it's like, meh, 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 kids throwing pe- poopy diapers at, at each other. I don't, I don't, I don't adhere to that. I get to um, follow my heart where I want to have the media come, come towards me. So in a sense, I guess I'm censoring I'm censoring ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, CNN, all that jazz. I'm censoring it from my reality experience. 
So I can I can imagine people, you know, like you say, disabling comments. That is a good way to safeguard people from hearing negativity, or what or what goes against the grain of what what uh, what what direction or momentum they're they're gaining in. I think it's possible to gain momentum in all in all directions. You know, if it benefits a society, if it truly benefits a society, give and take. True, I'm talking the true ensemble mindset. Um, then there's room for everybody. There's no need for competition. No need for I'm better than you. Like there's this crazy thing that's going on, and I'm perpetuating it by talking it to, about it. But apparently, there's some baby peanut that was born that looks suspiciously like baby Yoda. And uh, it was in a Super Bowl commercial. I knew about this because people are throwing, it, throwing these things up on Twitter. And all of a sudden the hashtag is like, hashtag baby, baby peanut, and then uh, uh, and then, and then of course, my, my suspicion was that they hired people to drum up a controversy. Like they already had everything planned out. Like, okay, let's, let's, let's tax in, let's, let's join in the fun with the baby Yoda thing. Now let's make a baby peanut. And then we'll make the audience battle. Who do you prefer, baby peanut or baby Yoda? And so that way we're always in the vocabulary of baby Yoda and we psychologically... Uh, uh, successfully have psychologically linked subconsciously, subliminally, we, we, we've, we've linked up Baby Yoda with Baby Peanut. So every time people think of Baby Yoda, they start, they start salivating for the peanuts. And they go, oh, I wish I had, you know, the Baby Peanut, Baby Peanuts. Imagine the merchandising that's going to be happening now. They're going to start making memes. Mark my words, they're going to start making memes with the the baby peanut, and the memes are going to very closely resemble all the baby Yoda memes. I bet you they're going to redo all of the baby Yoda memes word for word. This is just my theory. I can imagine this happening. Also, we'll also see lots of other baby characters. We will see lots of other baby type characters out there in the world. This is my prediction. I put this up on uh, Twitter a couple nights ago. We'll see a lot more baby characters out there in the world that are going to sprout up in TV shows and uh, movies, and uh, that's my prediction. We might see this with other foods, um, all kinds of anything's. So that's my two cents. In fact, maybe even silver dollar. The Best Western Trade Winds here on Market Avenue. And um, let's see. 
Beach. Beach Street. Not to be confused with the breakdance movie called Beach Street. I'm standing right here in front of this huge rock. I'm looking in the direction of Carla's country kitchen. The yellow sign. I just had some of these um, delicious, delicious pretzels. Mmm. I tells you. Mmm. Um. Oh my god. Mmm. These pretzels are so good. What's so crazy is these are those kinds of pretzels where they got the peanut butter in them. Which, by the way, how the heck do you do that? How do you get a peanut peanut butter inside of a pretzel? I don't want to Google it. Plain and simple, I just don't want to Google it right now. But. Uh, but. If you know the answer, please let me know. So the interesting thing about this is that uh, Pauly Shores just went inside the building. I'm out here lollygagging. Busy talking to you. People are walking across the street right now. Wearing shorts, hats, sunglasses. Like it's like a uh, a warm summer day. Older gentlemen to the right looking both ways. Approaching Ford wearing a kind of a hoodie. Headphones around his neck. Not on his ears, around his neck. And uh, confident in the path he is cho- he's choosing. So these pretzels, they have a banana, a, a, a hint of banana to them. And Apollo said, oh, they're going to taste a little bit like banana because they're in the same bag that we had the bananas. And I thought, man, this is a beautiful invention. So then you've got the pretzels with the peanut butter inside. And then one of those, you know how like, uh, you know how they have like buttery pretzels? They got the, it feels like there's like a buttery glaze. You do a banana glaze on this thing. There you go. The bada boom, bada bing. It's like having a, uh, you could, I mean, imagine you could do it with like strawberry type of flavoring. Then it's kind of like having a little peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I had some pretzel bread when my dad was in town. And, uh, oh, thank you. I've just been given the uh, hotel key. The hotel. This is good. It's good. We got our Wi-Fi and everything. So, that might be something to think about. Different dips, different tastes. Um, apple. All kinds of stuff. You can do all kinds of stuff. If you can figure out a way to put... Uh, peanut butter inside a pretzel, I'm sure you could, someone's got to figure out a way to put Bavarian cream in there. Maybe even some, I don't know, pineapple? Is that out of the question? Pineapple, how about pineapple preserves? It's the preserves. Jelly versus preserves. Can they coexist? Because I think every preserve has got to be encased in so, some kind of jelly. So no matter what, the jelly will never get away from being a preserve. And the preserve will never be, uh, get away from being a jelly. Now, what are we looking for here? 
You want me to bring your charger? Uh, hey, hombre. Okay. We got, yeah, bring my charger. Not that one, the big one. There should be a big one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can bring that. I might have a cue for this. Bring this, just in case. Mm. But there's another one floating around. Mm -hmm. that I brought. Oh, here it is. This is from my phone. So it's one and the same. That's all I'm trying to say. It's one and the same. Okay. Um, it's not just one and the same. Can I, can I, do you mind if I interview you for my... You are a WS, brother. So then, so you had seen us previously where? Just on Instagram. I seen you guys freaking... Yeah, I see, I see you guys on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I seen you on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... So you've been watching... Okay, so you. this is going to be your very first this live shoot. This is my shoot. first live... <laughs> show. I'm excited. I love hearing this. I love my hearing girlfriend. This. I just got divorced like... Uh, uh, a year ago yeah. and I got a new girlfriend and we're down here and I was telling her about you guys we came out last night and they said you're coming I was like fuck yeah dude a oh, my oh, yeah. oh my gosh oh my gosh this is yeah. incredible yeah. all the way out from Fesno how many hours did it take you to drive here uh, three and a half man wow. not, not that much more than us yeah yeah three and and just comes from a different direction yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'm excited, bro. All the way from Fresno. I'm this so is really exciting that you're here. I'm excited. My, I, I'm, did I, so, do I tell you I'm Stony Shorts, yep. right? Oh, yeah. Pauly Shorts I know. Right I know. Oh, oh. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But you guys are awesome, man. People know it. You guys are awesome, bro. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Oh, wait. Here. This is something fun. Here. Bobby Burroughs. Bobby Burroughs. I'm going to give you these. Actually, this is a very old one. So this is sort of a collector's edition. Collector's But these are, I'm going to give you these, okay? All those. You Are can you keep whichever me? ones you want and hide whichever ones you want wherever you can. You know, or give them your friends or, you know, whatever you want. But I just awesome. like to hide them like little Easter eggs everywhere I go. Bro, you're yeah. awesome, man. This is so much fun. Oh, dude. I love you guys, man. Oh, man. man. Oh, you know what? Since you appreciate that so much, here, check that out. Here, check that out. Uh, I'm going to give you, uh, you awesome, I'm going to give you some of these now, too, since you like that so much. Here. You guys know you're sold out, right? Oh yeah, here, check it out. Some guitar picks are for you. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, no, those are for you. Oh fuck! Yeah, man. some guitar picks. Yeah. No man, I fucking thank appreciate you so much it. for no, coming no, out, man. No man, I appreciate you guys, man. You guys are fucking awesome. The, dude. the more that the, the the that the audience gets into it and really just do we, you know, the whole thing is getting into the same harmonic yeah. kind of reality yeah. and going, okay, just kind of surrender to it because you know it's just good vibes. It's such positivity, yeah. and what's great is once once you see everyone really get into it, it's like whoa, and, yeah, and we dude. just all give it back I to each like, other. Dude, is that like fucking not like a hard on though? Like fucking when you're out, you know, there it feels like I'm it, levitating. It yeah. feels like I'm about to have an out of body experience. I can only imagine, like, bro. You know, I don't, like, I don't have gonna, your talent or anything, but I can only imagine being on stage and doing what you guys do, just fucking doing your thing and doing it for us. Oh man, it doing is so fun. Doing it for us, bro. I feel like I'm. You're doing it for us. <laughs> it's, it, You're it's, doing it for you too, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean, but, but it, it makes such a huge difference when the people in the audience give you know give it back. Yes. So it's like yes, give and take, give and yes. take. We're hit, we're hitting a volleyball back and forth. Yeah, man. And it's it's like it, you can yeah, feel bro. it's like that that uh, you know like when they stick that guy in the the uh, astronaut in the centrifuge and they spin <laughs> yeah. him around. That's what it feels like. like <laughs> And you, you're just like, you become this crazy, oh, oh man, it's God, so funny. It's going to be so great for you. So you're here with your wife? Oh, um, my girlfriend. You're with your girlfriend? Girlfriend. Is she, where is she hanging out? She's inside. She's oh, gotcha, gotcha. Out. Oh, they let people yeah. in already. Yeah, there's trying to little, a few people in. I think we'll kick people out, though, because you guys are sold oh, out. Oh, that's right. You guys are a sold out crowd. Did you guys get the tickets before you came out? No, we didn't get the tickets. They came there so we can't get tickets. And I'm like, oh, there's no way. I said, no way. Do you have tickets? 
I don't. I cannot make a promise, but I will put a plan. I'll plan a suggestion in in somebody's ear. Okay. Um, I know the owner. Oh, you know the owner. Yeah, he came. Can up, he get introduced. He came. No, he came and introduced myself tonight. He's like, oh, hey, I'm the owner. Blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, oh you know, we're here to see you guys and. He's like, oh, if, uh, right if you could get a, find a pen and paper, just write me down let your me, name. Let me go get it. And just put plus one, your name, plus four. And I'll, t- I'll see what I can do. I'll see who I can talk to. I mean, just yeah. in here. We're going to be the, see we're gonna be the first ones on the dance floor. Get everyone. We're going to get the crowd Dude, going. I'm going to get the crowd going for you. Bro. I will I will definitely plant the okay. seed in their ear, and I will no, because, tell them. Like, so we just got here yesterday. We just found out you're a town. I'm like, oh, Lisa, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And they're all, oh, oh no, God. we're sold out. I'm like, oh, how do you do it? We looked online. We couldn't be a ticket you know, online, I think it's so bro. cool that you happen to come out anyway. I would say even just give it a try just to test, just to see. Because sometimes people don't show up, and, you know, so it's like, yeah. so, so let me go right now. Let me go, yeah. let me go in there right now and I'll get something. Okay, cool. No, but we came in there. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, dude, I'll pay 50 bucks a ticket, 60 bucks a ticket. And they're like, oh, we're sold out. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sailed out, baby. Another sailed out show. Another sailed out, Another sailed out show. Bro. Bro. I'm fine. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for being man. out here. This is so cool. Can, this is this his first show ever. So yeah, he's they, he's so seen us on Instagram and all these places, and yeah. he okay. drove all the way out from Fresno. Yeah. 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 Came out from Fresno. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I like I, I like meeting nice the folks too. who this is their first. Let me let me get that though, bro. You can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is your fr- first, first time, time in here, and I like it. Right wow. off the bat, I like how it's set up. Sounds so great. Cool. They have lighting. I'm gonna like, piggyback off of both. So it's gonna, great. Yeah, dude, I love it, man. <coughs> it's totally like the 18. You're like the guy who's like, like you guys are like the guys who are in the in the van, like in the 18 van. Like, I wish there was you know, like, like that. I wish there was an 18 van that we could follow. I, dude, around. I've been thinking about that so Crew much. Van. Yes, it would be awesome. Yeah, oh yeah. With the thing on the side. Absolutely, and then, absolutely. And the side pipes and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, guys. Have a great day. I just saw Arturo. What is up, dude? Good to see you, man. It's so cool, man. Another great night. Well, we shall see. Wouldn't that be great if we were able to get that guy in for free? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Man, that's so crazy. These people who are coming out just from seeing us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. They come on out. How the heck do they know our names? This is crazy. It's in their brains. They know it. So what I'm going to do is there's a big rock over there, man. It's crazy. I'll be trying to... I'll be, a, I'll be recording more later. Uh, it's, it's amazing that rock is out there. Uh, here we are at the Siren corner of Maine and Harbor right on the corner here's all these great folks and uh, I cannot wait to see how tonight's going to turn out more behind the scenes later we're about to do we're doing a little bit of sound check here at uh, the Siren and uh, it's Groundhog's Day. It's Groundhog's Day today. It's also my mom's birthday. And uh, Caddyshack is on, which is great. So there are groundhogs. And also, it's funny that Bill Murray was in Groundhog's Day. So it's just so funny how they um, combine that stuff. And uh, what's his name from uh, Too Close for Comfort? Is that what it was? He's like, Monroe? Monroe? 
He kind of talked like that. Bob Knight, Bill Knight, Monroe. All right, that's all for now. So interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm reading this book, Ensemble, The Oral History of Chicago Theater by Mark Larson. And uh, so this, this woman, Pam Marsden, she and a couple others, they got together and they made the International Festival, International Theater Festival of Chicago. It was launched in 1986 and apparently it says it was the only regularly scheduled event of its kind in the United States and it brought cutting edge and classical drama to Chicago every other year. So Jane Nichols Sollins, her husband Bernie, Bill Connor, and Russ Smith. Bill Connor was with the Court Theater, Russ Smith was with the Steppenwolf. They were sitting around and they were uh, doodling some ideas on a napkin about putting this putting this thing together. And uh, so this woman, Pam, is talking about the history of this. Uh, or, or no, I'm sorry. No, who's talking about this? Jane. So Jane is talking about this. And uh, and then she goes, oh, we were very lucky because we got Pam Marsden, who's now at Sony Animation. This couldn't have been done without Pam. And then it cuts to Pam, what Pam has to say about it. And then uh, Pam goes, I was the first employee of the festival. I don't even remember my title. I think I came in to help manage logistics. So that little piece, just just that little piece of, of the fact that this woman doesn't remember what her her job title was, or what she did with the festival, which which to this other person who helped start the festival, it was a, a huge deal. The whole history of starting this thing. To one person, it was it's a really big deal, remembering all the details of how the festival be, began, who started it. To the other person, they're not really certain about how it came about. So this started making me think about the accomplishments that we do in our life. We'll hear about that a lot of times where someone is praised for this extraordinary, you know, maybe an episode of a TV show, a song, of an album, and uh, and the person who, you know, is affected by it, they know all the ins and outs, they know the whole history, they know the gears, they know the wires, the the pumps and the valves, and the, you know, all, all, the, all that stuff, all the fluid that goes through it, in other words, they know what makes that machine tick. Whereas the person who is a part of that machine, you know, you'll hear about these stories where they just forgot or they don't remember. So it got me to thinking. We put together these amazing accomplishments. We do these astounding things. And some of those of us who put them together remember. Some of those of us who remember, who, who, who put them together don't remember. So imagine this in the grand scheme of things. Would you rather be the person who helped put together a phenomenal thing? Let's say, for instance, you won, let's say you won an Oscar for a performance for a movie. And everybody remembers that. It's in the, it's, it's in the, in, in the history books. It's talked about on podcasts, all, all this stuff. But you yourself couldn't remember it. You didn't know the details. You, you, you forgot half of the story. Maybe you were so, so drunk that night, you, you just you just went through the motions. You don't remember being there. Would you rather be the person 
who did this thing that seemed to be extraordinary. It seems to be marvelous, completely extraordinary in all these other people's eyes. For decades, and they remember this, for decades. Um, but you forget, okay? You don't remember it. Would you rather be that person or the person who remembers the most ex- extraordinary and outstanding epiphanies, dreams, intriguing conversations? Um, you know, I don't know. Improvised songs that you've created where, where basically maybe no one else was around or maybe there's a very small gathering. So in other words, would you rather have it where you only you remember these extraordinary events? And not many other people were do because maybe they weren't around or maybe they were there, they forgot. So you'd rather be the person who, who did something that might not necessarily seem monumental in the world's eyes. And you loved it. You were so passionate about it. You loved it. You remember every little detail. Or the person who did something that apparently was monumental in the eyes of the populace, but you don't remember any of it. Which one? Which one is worth going to your deathbed with the memories of? Do you want to be sitting there in your deathbed with the memories of, you know, those tender moments you shared with your kids? Those extraordinary moments where you saw them take their first steps, eat solid foods, lose their first tooth, learn how to jump on a trampoline, um, um, uh, tell the difference between what kind of clouds are in the sky, uh, figure out how to um, paint with oils, uh, learn how to mow the lawn, you know, I don't know, any of those things. Would rather be the person who remembers all those things? Or the person who apparently is widely known, world-renowned. What pops in my brain is, uh, you know, like a Michael Jackson type character. Maybe they've done all this great stuff, but they can't go out there in the populace. They can't, in person, return that love. It's interesting. Let's say, for instance, a musician makes a song that's very, very powerful, very personal to them, and it's a one-on-one type of thing, very personal song that affects a populace. Yet that same singer doesn't go out in the populace and talk to the fans, so they're very confused. How is it that this singer, who sings such beautiful music, such personal music that I relate to, and how is it that they can be such a jerk to me? How is it that they can be so cold, mean, unusual? And then you're going in that moment, you're like, whoa. Was the song disgenuine? Is this person's mood bad? You know, there are, there are a number of ingredients. And then there are those who just love going out the populace, love meeting all the people. It's crazy, man. These these Yachtly Crew shows, it's getting to be... News keep getting to just be crazy. We walked out the side door to go move some stuff. I think I was telling you. Move some stuff out of the truck. And I heard people clapping as they saw us going out there and getting this stuff. These people are, are enlightened by this. There's a guy I met out there with his wife. They drove all the way from Fresno. They'd seen our videos. They invited 50 of their friends to come out. But the whole show was already sold out. 50 of their friends. 50 of their 
We let him get on the list. I got him on the list. there with her Navy buddies. And she 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 flies the fighter jets like in Top Gun. Did I say this already? I can't remember. I'm just enthralled with this idea. And she said that uh, when she was she was a little girl, she saw Top Gun and she realized I want to do that. And she's doing it. She said that Top Gun 2 came around and they actually used her fighter jets. They used their fighter jets. I thought, man, what a crazy, crazy manifestation of reality. That's astounding. Astounding. Wow. Anyway, I just had to get that out there. So just remember, folks, indulge yourself in the excitement of doing what you're doing. Does it give you enlightenment? Does it give you excitement? The whole world doesn't need to know about it. You don't have to win an award publicly in a a public forum to be, you know, quote, recognized. Your recognition really is is truly all that matters because you're the one who carries, carries yourself around with you wherever you go. You, just being you, just you, your unique self, are a spectacular. You're a dynamic creature. None other in the world like you. 